Red Rum Theater, number 29. 29 out of <laughs> Scent of a woman. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. We talk about how the movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Scent of a Woman and how Colonel Frank Slade and Charlie Sims taught us what it meant to have integrity and how to be a mean SOB. So let's begin with the film in general. The movie's called Scent of a Woman. Which I didn't realize until I just watched it again what... I, like, I never put two and two together with what scent of a woman means. Because I didn't realize he was pulling that the whole movie. The whole movie pulls Pacino's it. Pacino's smelling women and coming off the top of his head with what fragrance or what even soap they were using. Insane, dude. Now, start, let's start off. Okay, so You're start, a dog. Okay, we started off this way. This movie has more influence, influence on me than I care to admit. In a sad way, Colonel Frank Slade was a father to figure to me in my young youth, dude. And we'll get into that more. Which is crazy because he's so mean. He's such a miserable SOB, but dude, I, for some reason. He's awesome, I though. attach myself to him. He's a man's man, though, dude. Like, literally. No excuses for nothing. He owns everything. He even told, remember he told his brother? I ain't no effing good. Never have been. And it's like, dick, he ain't got no excuses. No excuses. Literally, I love this guy so much. I went out to Chicago to go to college, and I went and learned. Your mom went to college. I went and learned. Just kidding. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's my mom, too. <laughs> I went out and learned the scents of different women's perfume and I can't believe you did. Dude, I, we, were, we were watching this last night at Ernesto's house. And he, he tells me that. And his wife's on the couch with you. And she, you go, right, babe? And she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm like, dang, dude. I'd pull those. I'd be out in the city. And I'm like, is that so-and-so? And Andrew would look at me like, you, you can't tell women this because you, you, you. You'd say that in front of her? At first. I didn't realize. You dog. When I was when I was single, it was a definitely go-to flirt move, you know. When I was married, I just I just wanted a show that was fun or cool, but it's still it's too intimate, dude. If you know how no, you can't, you yeah. know a woman smells. That means you're smelling her, dude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so too bad. <laughs> Me and my cousin, I won't say which one because he's married to my cousin. <laughs> we were sitting at, at we were sitting at Chili's in Texas. <laughs> we we're sitting at the bar. We just get there. And I, I haven't seen him in years we, we went on vacation. And it's me and him go over to the chilies and you know we get a drink, whatever. And there's these two girls sitting next to us. And we're just looking at each other because we both caught the whip at the same time. Like, I mean, they're, they're smoking and it's smelling good. And he just goes, he just leans over, interrupts them. He goes, hey, uh, excuse me. I just want to say, you two smell real good. And then they're like, thank you. Like, I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and he like, we just go right back to the conversation. I go, damn, cuz. I mean, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Smells a real, pheromone's a real thing, dude. That's why, I, that's, dude, so. This I'm so corny. I'd be like, dang, baby, what's that, Irish Spring? <laughs> I'm like, you know what this is? That's Jergens, well, <laughs> cherry flavor. <laughs> so this movie, okay, this movie's a big movie, okay? 
uh, this movie nominated for many awards. Nominated for Best Picture. What year is this movie? It meant Best Director and Best Adapted Screenplay. This is 97. Was this a book? Uh, it was originally like an Italian film. They adapted Italian. it to, to America. Now, they didn't win Best Picture, Best Director, or Best Adapted Screenplay. It won one award. It won Best Supporting Actor for Al Pacino. He's the supporting? He's supporting. Chris O'Donnell's the main? Which I don't understand. Neither do I. Well, because Pacino owns the screen the whole time they're together. But the, 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 first, the, the beginning of the movie, just him at school. Pacino's not in it for lots of the movie. He'll be gone. You know what I'm saying? So he is supporting. Somebody like him is like Jack Nicholson on the original <laughs> Batman, Michael Keaton. Top billing, dude. I, I we don't see you for a half an hour. <laughs> but um, what's crazy is he had seven nominations, Pacino did, before he won. It's 1992, bro. 92 is it? 92. Woman? I'm cause... 12 stinking years old when this That's comes out. That's insane. But listen, yeah, but dude, a lot of these movies we found four, five, six years after they came out. So because we used to do the um, renting movies, Video Giant, the cheap rent one, yeah, two yep. get one free, um, rent two for one. So he was nominated for. Listen, what movies nominated for? He nominated for The Godfather One loses, Serpico loses, Godfather Two loses. Dog Day Afternoon loses. Dog Day Afternoon was eh. Yeah, I didn't love it. Fredo Just, was the other bad guy. Yeah, Justice for All, never saw it. He was nominated for Dick Tracy, Best Supporting Actor. Gross. Gross. Nominated for Glengarry Glenn Ross, Supporting Actor, though, and that was incredible. You ever see Glengarry Glenn Ross? Uh, is that the one with um, Kevin Spacey, Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's some heavy hitters in that movie. Oh, my God. And they have some monologues that go on yeah, for yeah, days, yeah. dude. What's your name? F you, that's my name. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. What's the one with your boy that says, you're an inanimate object. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best line ever, dude. <laughs> that's in Burge, dude. That, that line is incredible. I watch it just for that. Dude, it's, it's a good movie, though. It's good. Real good. But um, the director of this, Martin Brest, he directed what (laughs) i just had some church of chicken tonight fool (laughs) it's b-r-e-s-t sounds like someone i can hang out with dude (laughs) so martin breast made beverly hills cop as his first breakout movie did he win breast picture dude (laughs) (laughs) oh dude Dude, you're out of control dude um but uh so Martin Brest, he, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. We love that movie. Too bad I'm, I'm too immature for you to tell me these guys' names, fool. <laughs> then he does Midnight Run. Wait, wait. <coughs> Did he write or direct? Directed. <coughs> Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop is his one movie. Or, or one. Oh, man, is that a That's good a one. It's a great film. It's amazing. Um, that, 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 honestly, did that bring Beverly uh, and Murphy bad. to the masses? Uh, 48 Hours did. That's before. Yeah, yeah, 48 but, Hours. But that, I think Beverly Hills Cop, though, was more. Blew him up. More friendly. 48 Hours is a rough film, dude. So is Beverly Hills Cop, dude. But it's funnier. It's hilarious. But he t- Oh, speaking of Beverly Hills Cop, I got some trivia for you guys. You remember when he, when uh, Taggart and um, Billy are following him around, and then uh, he makes them follow him to the strip club? Yeah. Do you remember the song that's playing when they, when they go to the strip club? No. It's, well, when, well it's. Do you think I'm a nasty girl? Yeah, okay, I know that song. Do you know who wrote that song? No. I just watched the thing, and it was the top 15 songs that Prince wrote that other people had hits on. He wrote that. That was the first one on that list. Oh, my goodness. And he wrote Nothing Compares to You, the Sinead O'Connor hit. Right. 
Oh, yeah, just some trivia for you. <laughs> so Do he you does, think I'm a nasty girl? He does Midnight <laughs> Run with uh, De Niro oh, and Gro- Yeah. Then he does Meet Joe Black. A good movie. I like oh, Brad it. Pitt? Yeah. That is a good one. Funniest Doesn't he get hit by the car? Funniest death scene of all time. That's crazy. When he's hit by that car. I. That's I, like he really got hit by that car. I couldn't stop laughing. His body just. That was that was about as funny as when the random on while you're sleeping, the kid's throwing the newspapers and he just crashes on his bike. Dude. <laughs> um, but then out of he, he doesn't move like every five years. Then he does Geely. Oh. With uh, Lopez and Affleck. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the one with. Yeah, Geely. Yes. That movie's horrible. Was in it because Martin said, "You know what? You own, we're buds. Be in my movie." So Pacino's in this crap film with him. The movie was so bad and it was panned so heavily. He's not made a movie since. Are you that Martin, movie? Have you seen that movie? I saw a scene. Couldn't believe how bad it's it was. It's the worst acting ever. It's dude. just it's it's cold. It's no passion, no pathos. This movie made a splash. It's like, uh, what's the Adam Sandler one? <laughs> Jack was, and Jill. Wasn't Pacino in that? Yes. What is he doing? Duncan Chino commercial for. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I still love Adam Sandler. I don't care. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes Al Pacino. He goes, no, my first name's not Al. It's Dunka. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Duncan Chino, dude. He does Oh <laughs> my goodness, that is hilarious. It's so stupid, dude. How oh. does he do these? He's an Academy Award winner. Well, because this movie is just, so this movie makes a splash. The, the biggest critique of the film is it's too long. It's like two and a half hours long. I'm cool with For that. For what? Son of a woman? Yes. It don't feel like it. Dude, dude, listen. By the time you get to the best scene of any movie ever, it's been two hours. That scene alone feels like five minutes because it's so incredible. Legit. Now, so the movie, Scent of a Woman. Unlike a lot of two and a half hour movies, there's not a lot you could cut out. This could have been a three hour movie and still been good. There's only one scene you could have cut. You could have cut, probably could have cut the Ferrari scene, but I don't want to cut. Why I want to cut scene? the Ferrari scene, I'm dude. It's amazing. You, I, man, you, listen, what does he say before he I, kills I, himself? I know. He wants to have a woman, See drive a brother. Ferrari. See his brother. You have to have that Ferrari scene. Excuse me. Now, this movie. So what is this movie about? So we told you I won an Academy Award, nominated for a lot of awards. Big movie. Won a lot of Golden Globes. What is this movie Dude, about? Dude, there's so much depth to this movie. This movie, honestly, it's about, you got to say, it's about a kid. It's, and that's the center of the story. A good kid. This kid is a poor kid. But how much does he learn? Oh man! In just the three days. He's a, he's a kid on scholarship. He's a merit scholar coming to this rich New England pre-Harvard high because school. Because he wants to go to Harvard. Right. He's and he, it's he's in a different world. The world he lives in is a different world. These rich kids. I hate. They the go world. skiing. They they have all the powerful. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> And he's in their world, getting a job. They're Thanksgiving. even dangling stuff in front of them and like they're make, making fun of them because their daddies pay for every. I hate people like this, dude. Um, I don't want to say hate. That's a bad word. I loathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, this kid witnesses a prank, which I'm thrown off by this whole thing because him and dumb A Philip Seymour didn't do anything. But they saw they who did. They stumbled upon some guys doing something that you probably would have done in high school or in college because you guys were nuts. It's like a, um, 
a crazier version of your stinking cheese bomb thing. Exactly. It's but it's paint I, it's on the Dean's car, the dude. Jaguar, dude, that he got f- for kissing booty <laughs> to the higher ups. It's crazy that they dude. do this. So he witnesses this thing, and basically the headmaster offers him a deal. Like he says, "Listen, you tell me what happened here." Well, here's the thing: the worst part is everybody involved in this, besides poor Charlie, is their their parents are loaded. They're huge contributors to the college. Yep. So the dean's got to kiss their their butts. Charlie's on the scholarship. He's he's got no people trying to pay his way. Does it know any people? And it's he's by himself. He's got nobody to stick up for him. All these other dudes just jump in their daddy's pocket. It's it's and so he is George in Big Daddy's big pocket. Big Daddy's pocket. <laughs> it, and the, the sad part is though is he's got to face the music by himself, dude. And so, everybody turns on him, dude. So this kid sees this, and he, the question is: the really movie, the, the conflict is: tell or don't tell. Do I rat out? Not even my friends. These guys are jerks to me. They, they treat me bad. Suck, dude. But like Pacino says, once you do something like that. You're you're gonna that's that's your legacy. That's what you're known for, being a rat. You're gonna live with that the rest of your life. You go to Harvard, everyone's gonna know how you got there. You turned on some boys that you're because he's told if you sell these guys out, I'll get you a full ride to Harvard. Well, yeah, he's thinking nuts. He said straight up, one student a year I recommend because they don't have the financial background, they can't pay for it. And he and he he's telling them, You rat on these guys, you're that guy. I that's, uh, that's your future. So your future is secure, and all it takes is to is to to go against some people that, that, that are jerks to you. That no matter what happens to these people, are still, they're still going to go to an fine. Ivy League school. But they're sorry mugs, dude. So that's the conflict. But then the, the movie is is given bigger life because the job he takes for Thanksgiving, and this kid's well, here's so the good. Thing too, he takes a job because he can't go with anybody for Thanksgiving because they're all rich. They're all going skiing. He takes a job because. He needs to make money so he can get home for Christmas. I mean, the kid got a heart of He's gold. A, dude. dude Pacino, <laughs> what a dog, dude! <laughs> oh, Pacino's a dog. So he goes to his house and he's got to basically house sit a blind drunk guy in the back a of the veteran. A blind drunk veteran lives in the back house behind the house. And he lives behind the house. And they pretty much say, "Well, you got to air him out once a day. Take him for a walk." <laughs> and he just sits in there and drinks all he day. He goes in for his interview. And gets reamed. Dude, he gets turned out. He gets rattled He even so says bad. to him, you're still standing there? <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> He's trying to say something. Dismissed. You're like, dang, I'd be going home. Dude, Charlie Sims has tears in his he eyes. He does. He, was, he, he got his head kicked he in He left there. a puppy, dude. A beat down. And he doesn't want the job. He wants a no. It's good money too. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred for a couple days, dude. And that could that's a hundred dollars a day. I'd take that down tomorrow, dude. Two money, dude. Dang. See, so he's like, I can't. Like, so the people leave, and he's got this job with this. Well, the thing is, too, he tells the um, the niece, I can't. You know, you, you might want to go with somebody else. She says, You're the only applicant. You're the only guy who applied. You got to do and it. She's pretty much look giving him. You know the puppy dog eyes saying, "I need to. S- we need to leave. We need. We need time away." And I don't feel comfortable leaving him home because he will not go with us. She always say his bark is worse than his bite. Yeah, but this guy's right. bark is unbelievable. Too bad his bark ain't nowhere near his bite. The first time you hear him, he opens the door and he's like, "Where's that cat?" Like he just yeah. yells. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so the first thing you hear, they is both the- look at each other too. They're like, uh. You hear his voice boom from the house. Interview goes terrible. 
when the parents, when the, when the niece and nephew leave, all of a sudden, this Lieutenant, Frank, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade is packing a bag. And up to end up on an adventure in New York because the he's got, Colonel. He's got two plane tickets, first class. He saved all Waldorf Astoria. He saved up his disability checks for who knows how long. Yeah. Maybe, maybe years. He had thousands. In hundreds rolled up. He, and you know what? I, I always, always, always wondering, well, how does he know what money he's given? It's all hundies. It's all. Every tip is a hundy. Even the bellhop at the Waldorf is like, dang, well, thanks. His plan, he tell, the things, he tells the you know plan what, early. I didn't realize. He tells this kid before they he like. He says, listen, I'm going to have a good meal. I'm going to have an agreeable meal. I'm going to see my brother. I'm going to lay with a beautiful woman. with a beautiful woman. Then I'm going to blow drive, my brains out. No. Drive, the Ferrari. Drive, no, he said, in the oh, plane. Oh, he tells the story two, later. Okay, okay. He goes, number two. He's driving a Ferrari. Yeah. Number two. Um, but so he's like, so Sims is shook and shaken by that. And it's hanging over the whole movie. And these two become friends. These two it become. Takes it's a, a while. father-son. It is because there, there are people like that, that like um, our great uncle, who's our Theotino, mean, mean, a heart of gold, amazing man. But when the, when the, all the grandkids and the, great nephews and stuff would all go visit grandma he was putting us all to work he was hollering yelling at us you know and like hitting the dogs like he was just like a he was a world war ii vet our baby brother jesus for some reason just had this connection even even theonita said yesterday at the party was talking about pumpkin heads and stuff for some reason him and theotino bonded so fast that we would all be doing all this stuff and trying to stay away from him and jesus would go with him they'd go to the property the ranch did he take him horse riding and stuff? Like it there some like young kids with hearts of gold sometimes just having a bond with somebody. That it's just you can't even understand it. Ninety percent of us would be like, I ain't taking this job. I don't want to be near this dude. I don't need to be getting screamed at like that. But Charlie sticks it out. Number one, he needs the money. But there's some, I don't know, it almost feels like there was like a bond there, like early. big time. I mean, later on he says to him, I well, don't he know said whether he hated his dad. I don't know or whether stepdad. To shoot you or adopt, or adopt you. you, yeah. <laughs> and they end up loving. They, there's real respect. Like that, you see it when he drops him off. He touches his face finally. Yeah. To feel what he looks like. What do you look like? Who are you as a person? That shows I care about you and I want you in my life. Funniest part though is he hates goodbyes. So funny. Just, walk, just won't even. He dude. don't even acknowledge the goodbye, dude. But the, so the movie is them in New York. The attempted suicide that Sims has to. That's horrifying. He could have got killed. I will say, he, he told him straight up, I'm going to shoot you. Then I'm going to blow my brains out. So get out of here. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would have thought. Get out of here. You're like, dang, dude. I'm in the dark. That's the saddest thing I've ever seen. What life. He's like, oh, dang. What life. That's right. What life. I'm in the dark. I got no life. <laughs> You're like, oh, dude, oh shoot me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they end up becoming bonded, and that's, and then he has to go back to, after the, all the, the, the almost the bonding through the whole movie. But you got to go it back and movie. face the the actual trouble. The conflict of the film is tell or don't tell. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, come back he and has face to go that. through this whole ordeal with Pacino just to come back home. And sitting in front of this firing squad. We'll get to that. Holy so, smokes, is this movie amazing. let's go through the cast, okay? 
Now, first of all, let me did you this. do your research this week? It's done. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you've not seen this movie, go stinking watch first this movie. First of all, Pacino is probably the best blind man that's not blind I've ever seen in my okay. life. So Al Pacino plays Lieutenant Colonel Frank, Frank Slade, and he's a blind man, and it's unbelievable to watch him as a blind man. You can count on one hand how many times he blinks in this movie. I, I don't. He must have watched and studied and learned because you wait for him to make a mistake. He doesn't. It's it's not like watching a man act like he's blind. It's like watching a blind man. It's crazy. Like just the way his hands. The, the way best he part walks. though is like watching a blind man that hasn't been blind his whole life. He lost his sight. What is the daughter or the what is it? Niece she say? was saying like she said. Used to it tell, used to be you could t- he could tell night from day, but now it's gone. It's all gone. Nothing. Um, he is incredible. Pacino. Now, I. Okay, Tony, here's the question. And this is the question that's going to get us in trouble. Well, don't be asking no greatness tests on Pacino. No, no, He's got no, 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 no. I'm not going to do greatness tests. Here's the question. Do you prefer Pacino or De Niro? Why would you even say that? Coming at me like that. I'm just asking. That's like saying you like redheads or redheads, fool. <laughs> <laughs> If it wasn't for that scene on Silver Lining Playbook, it'd be done. It'd be over. <laughs> he totally redeemed every crying scene he's ever had with Silver Lining Playbook. He's a, oh my! His analyzed this crying scene was terrible, dude. His Goodfellas crying scene was horrible <laughs> when Pacino died or when uh, Pesci dies. He he just he can't cry. He just had a pained face, just the, the no tears, no, not a. But single. in Silver Lining Playbook. He, number one, he plays his son is crazy, loses his mind. But then you realize he's—they're all crazy. His dad's nuts. His dad's nuts. And then when he wants him to come watch the game with him, and he's sitting at the, at the foot of his you bed, you see how nuts. And he's like, not trying to be emotional, but the tears are just coming, and he's trying to restrain it. He, that was one of the most incredible acting scenes I've ever seen. So I don't know. It's uh. I think De Niro's had it's a six bigger in one career. hand, half dozen in the other, dude. I think De Niro's had had a better career. I think De Niro has had a better career, but I prefer Pacino. That's because he wasn't Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkachino. Dunkachino. <laughs> or he wasn't the bad guy on Dick Tracy. <laughs> but he, I mean, movies like Insomnia. I mean, great. Whoa. How about Robin Williams? Wow. Movie? What a weird bad guy that role was for Robin Williams. I mean, Pacino turned out. Pacino was the bad guy in that one, oh, dude. I oh, th- man, even a movie like Heat. I'm, I mean, oh my god, they were both incredible. I, Heat, I know. Dude. I'm saying I love Pacino. He is a guy like to to think Godfather one Pacino is the same guy as Son of a Woman Pacino is insane. How about Devil's Advocate? He was amazing. We're not giving De Niro a good case here. No, De Niro <laughs> has Deer Hunter. Dude. He has Goodfellas. He, he has great movies. Raging Bull. Okay, Raging Bull? That's another monster. That's a criminal. He's a scary in that one. When he beats his brother up. We know, we know that guy. That's a, that's a real person on that screen. Oh, my goodness. It's scary. And then he sees his brother, and he's kissing him, trying, and thinking it's going to make it all right, and his brothers don't want nothing to do with him. Oh, my gosh. And he's got nothing left, and he just keeps trying to kiss him. Dude. Sick. Raging Bull <sighs> is... What's crazy is he was with Scorsese for 10 years. Scorsese had made movies for 10 years. Then Scorsese left De Niro for DiCaprio, poor guy. Yeah, well, it was better than uh, Burton and Depp. That's <laughs> 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 true. At least then you can move on to other things. Oh, um, man, who do you got? Pacino or De Niro? I prefer Pacino. I'm not saying he's better. 
I think De Niro's had a better, better career than Pacino, but I prefer Pacino. Man. Even not Bad Grandpa. What's the other one? Zach Efron and De Niro. Bad Grandpa. Is it called Bad Grandpa? Yeah. I thought that was the Johnny Knoxville one. Oh, I don't know. I don't, it, it's similar to that idea. Hilarious. <laughs> um, like even the score, which wasn't great, I still like De Niro. Yeah, it was great because Ed Norton's incredible. Norton was so good in that. Oh, man, De Niro or Pacino. You said Pacino? I said Pacino. I think De Niro had the better career, but I prefer Pacino. Have you seen that movie with all the old Last Vegas where all the old no, guys I go? I see that movie. I thought it was the best movie ever. Michael Douglas, Kevin Klein, Morgan Freeman, and Pacino are in De Niro. I want to see it. It is so funny, dude. There's one scene. Because of this scene, I am going to say De Niro. Holy cow. Because the facial expression he makes to Kevin Klein when Kevin Klein says something that was like. Just so nasty, perverted, and De Niro's face, like he gives him this look, like, dude. <laughs> oh man, I gotta go with my boy uh, De Niro. Okay, I just want to ask. Man, that's a tough one. Silver Linings won it though. Silver Linings For is me. without that, I think he, he he gets beaten. Yeah. Okay, so so we're we're a fifty fifty on this. That's great. Pacino though. Deserved the supporting actor award for this. If he had never gotten an Academy Award, was he nominated for Devil's Advocate? No. Did you watch Devil's Advocate? Many times. OMG. Then you have Chris O'Donnell. Let me say about Chris O'Donnell as, Chris, as Charlie Sims. Chris O'Donnell does a fine job, but I will say in the same way that um, in the movie there will be blood. Daniel Lewis, his Daniel Plainview is so strong. The preacher character. Is it in the same league? Too bad the preacher character was incredible, though. He's great, but he fooled me the whole stinking movie. I think it's two different people. Remember? Wasn't he playing his twin brother or something? No, he, it, it, he is, there's, two, there's a twin brother. That's the weirdest it's movie. A weird, it's a weird... Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying, though. Daniel Day-Lewis, his so performance strong. is so unbelievable. Like when he strikes oil, but his son's uh, deaf now. Oh, my. And he don't care because he struck oil. <laughs> dude, dude. Dude, but I'm saying like O'Donnell, and especially the suicide scene, O'Donnell's acting, it's good, but it's not as strong as Pacino. What young kid actors? I'm just saying, you feel it in that scene more than other scenes. Yeah. But O'Donnell's a great job. O'Donnell's gone, though. I think Batman killed him. No, dude, O'Donnell's done a lot of TV shows. Oh, that's, I, dude, he was on Grey's Anatomy forever. Was he? He's on other stuff, too. I don't Old watch Donald's TV. around, dude. Okay, I haven't seen movies. He, he's not. After Batman and Robin, he was out. He's not doing movies, though. He's, yeah, because they had that scene where it showed both their butts. It's like, <laughs> what? I got to see the stinking leather outfit butt? That was so dumb, <laughs> that was dude. so stupid. And the, 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 was that Val Kilmer or George Clooney? Clooney was in the last one. Jeez. Those, those Forever and Batman and Robin are terrible movies. I mean, terrible. Mr. Freeze. Dude, poor Schwarzenegger. Poor Schwarzenegger, my butt. He loved all that. Oh, dude. Listen to the Howard Stern on Schwarzenegger interview. You'll die. It's amazing, dude. Then you have, I'll throw this out there. You have Gabriel Anwar as Donna for the oh, famous. Donna. That's the tango scene? The tango Man, scene. Man, is she gorgeous. That scene. Too bad she looked like she smelled good in that one. That dance sequence. And you said to me this morning, and you said to me, if you like uh, Lieutenant Colonel Frank, Frank Slade so much, why'd you never learn a tango? She put it down like that. She put it. You know what? She wants to dance. You need to take her. 
do classes. We did classes with, with the, the tango's like level three. We started when we did level one, then it closed down because the guy stole a lot of money. Where was it at? Flint? Fenton. Dang! Remember that guy robbed his own place? He and probably went to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell because by that new whack logo they got. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they stole it from the second Radiohead album. <laughs> <laughs> I had two Wes. You're my boy, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. So, Odette, oh, Gabriel Noir. I don't know if she did any of the movies, but too bad she, she was in that whack show with Bruce Campbell. What? Burn Notice. She was. That's burn. her, dude. I like that movie, and I like you, her in it. That show. That show. You know why it's good? Because uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell's in it. Hilarious He's in that movie. Awesome. He's awesome in everything, dude. Bruce Campbell makes anything better. Too bad. Have you seen the Evil Dead show? I had seen the episode. It was incredible. I have to see season two. We should figure out how we can okay. watch both. But um, then we got out of nowhere. <laughs> A very I young, totally forgot. A very young Philip Seymour Hoffman. He plays George Willis, who is um, basically, yeah, Charlie and George see the prank. They see what happens, okay? But the guys doing the prank are, are uh, Philip's boys. But Philip Seymour Hoffman, you can tell, even in this young age, is going to be a good actor. He's great. He was he, awesome. He is a, his acting is so He's, layered. Can you believe this is the same actor is the bad guy in Mission Impossible 3. Can't even believe it, dude. This guy's career goes to the moon, man. Dude. We're, and I know we're late to the game. We're going to do, eventually, a Philip Seymour Hoffman tribute show. Month. Oh, no, we'll just do a tribute show like we did back Do a back. tribute show? Because we got to give him Too bad that's going to be two hours long. Because we love Hoffman. There's movies that he did that I don't think are great, but have best scenes I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. Jeez. But Hoffman brings a great... And then one of the guys, Havermeyer, is played by the bad guy in Mobsters. Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Um, you have... Um, that's really the main cast. I don't want to know any other cast. There is one guy, though, Bradley Whitford. He plays the annoying nephew. He plays Randy, the one that he's, comes at Pacino. He's, he's a jerk in everything but your favorite show. West Wing. It's the only thing he's good at. He plays Josh he's in West Wing. He's the biggest jerk in everything. He's in Billy Madison. He's the, he's the jerk he's the, in Billy Madison. Yeah, he's the... Where's he's going to be soccer player. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Do you see his balls? <laughs> they were weird looking. <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Billy Madison is so stupid. It's so when, stupid. Remember when Billy Madison pulls his shoe out of the pot? During that contest, and he's got one shoe on. It's so, so dumb, dude. But, uh, so that's the cast. Now, Franny Whitford, that scene is something else. Dude, that, that scene might be one of the most awkward table you scenes. You even got the taste of real honey. <laughs> and she's like, Frank. <laughs> and she's like all blushing, dude. <laughs> he grabs it from his wife. He's like, oh, come here. I've always had a thing for you. And he, I'm like, oh, my that gosh. That was insane, dude. You can't cross that his line. His brother was like shaking his head like. Dude, when he walks in, he goes. Why don't you bring him to your family? <laughs> he walks in, he goes, he goes, hey, where's your dad? Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a fat heart in his heart attack. And he goes, Willie! When you, his face. When he was having the most peaceful thing. In the living room watching football, chilling. His head snaps up with a <laughs> face. I can't even. I can't even put myself in a scenario with with that guy's face. No, dude. we've been there one time. <laughs> what? 
me and you at mom's house and the oh. door opens and it's that guy standing yeah. there and we would just look up like our life what were the chances that us three would be there that day that was unbelievable that happened unbelievable that happened tony that wasn't even as uncomfortable as this though you're right it was okay so can you imagine what he's done to his poor brother over the years oh man so we're gonna do a new a new segment here we're gonna do great scenes in american history and break a scene down because this movie has a scene oh my that goodness. has transcended culture. It's, it's, that it's referred to, it's in, like, literally, um, the AFI, American Film Institute, does top 100. This, has made, this makes all kinds of lists for the top 100. It's top 100 to. scenes, top 100 monologues. Senator so Woman has a top 100 quote. Their n- n- number 30 quote is Lieutenant, Frank, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, hoo That's one of their top quotes oh, yeah. of all time. Dude, when they're at that... At his brother's house at the table. And that who and he keeps going on and then who goes to nothing. Oh my to god. To a point where it's like dude, Randy beats the crap out of him. Even he, dude, even Chris O'Donnell's like, come on. And he's like, what? <laughs> and looks at him like, who are you? Like, what, he, he fooled you too? He's like, you know, he can't believe it, dude. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But um He don't like to be called Chuck. The, the scene. Just then, a warning. There's great scenes. The tango scene is a great scene. This whole, the Ferrari this, scene. It's riddled with scene. good scenes, There's dude. good scenes all through this movie. But the scene to end all scenes is the monologue it's, at the end. Oh, my And goodness. you can't cheat. You can't just go watch the, the end scene. No, you got to build up to it. The two hours of the movie earn the last scene. Yeah. It makes that last scene so much more that, like, monologues are hard to do. I watched this movie called Finding Forrester with um, Sean Connery and, and some... I don't know who else, but he's a, he's a writer hiding out. Oh, him and the black dude? Yeah. The young black kid? Yes. The end sequence. Never watched it. End sequence. Listen to this. this You're not going to believe this. It, it's the moment of the monologue where Shakur's going to give the monologue. Starts reading his, this poem. Okay, he starts reading the poem. That he wrote? The, 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 the kid wrote. Okay. But isn't the movie, though, Sean Connery's like, supposed yes. to be an awesome writer? He's, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. He's pulled the Pulitzer Prize-ridden guy. He starts reading it, and then the music comes up, and his voice fades, and you don't hear the speech. All you see is the kids' faces respond to the speech you cannot hear. Why would they do that? They, like, the, the, that's the moment you give the money. That's the, that's, that's, that is supposed to be the high point of action, and they didn't write the speech. They just didn't write it. They didn't write it. And then it comes back, and everyone claps like, that was so incredible. I'm like, what the crap did I just watch? What? I'm not lying. They well, s- thanks for making sure I'll never watch this movie. Watch the end on YouTube. It'll blow your mind. Why would they do that? I don't know. Is there dude. some kind of art, artistic meaning behind it? They're trying to make it seem like he's just so powerful with words, but it's stupid. It's stupid. I'd rather watch Finding Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> So the more like, there's classic Hollywood tropes. There's the courtroom they did drama. Not do that. They watch it. They did it. They, wow. It's unbelievable, dude. But uh, you have the courtroom drama. You have the montage of all the. But the monologue, the great speech. There's movies like, like the Jack Nicholson at the end of A Few Good Men. That's the greatest courtroom scene of all time. <laughs> ever, ever. Ever. There's some good courtroom scenes. Wasn't Jag Lucy based on that movie? The show, Jack? Yeah. Was, I don't know. Isn't that courtroom Dude, lawyers? Dude, lawyers? One of my favorite courtroom scenes, though, is like, yeah, I killed them. I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> one of my favorite courtroom scenes is the end of Big Daddy, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, when they're up there and the, you got Steve Buscemi out there and that black dude out there and they keep messing with each other. And Steve Buscemi starts breaking down and the black dude's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. This monologue is it's it's good. We're talking about great movies. Let's, I'm talking about Adam Sandler. <laughs> let's break down this scene. So, it's the entire school in this chapel. 
Entire school. Yeah, all, they said that no class will resume or anything. It's a prep school. Everyone's in suit and ties. And, dude, <clears throat> it's like a courtroom. You have the, 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 dean, the dean in the middle. and one side With a have, gavel. With the gavel. One side you have Sophie Hoffman with Big Daddy. George Willis Jr. Which, George number Willis. one, is wrong. That's so wrong. And then you that. have, sitting at a table by himself, Charlie Sims. By him. And you feel it. You feel that kid is alone in the world mm-hmm. against an entire system. Well, dude, the dean's such a dog, he even dismissed Philip Seymour Hoffman to talk to Charlie by himself. And, dude, Philip Seymour says, why don't you ask Charlie? He was closer. What a what? dog. Remember that? Uh, yeah. He's like, why don't you ask Charlie? He was closer. And he's like, he says, the... The substance of what I wanted to get today was come for you, Charlie. And he, he called, and so, so he's given his speech about how this prank was against the school and against their principals. And while the speech is going on, the camera goes to the door and up the stairs. Uh, honorable mention, Manny, the driver, is amazing. He's great. And he walks. He's out. walking Pacino in, dude. And, they walk. and he, he locks eyes with Charlie. And he's like, come help me. Like, Dude, Dude, and you, and, and part of you is like, oh my gosh. Because Pacino knows Charlie's by himself. He knows. And he comes up on stage and um, he says, I'm his. I'm the best is while they're situating him, the dean keeps looking out the corner of his eye like, what the heck is going he on? He's going to chair out and he's trying to finish his speech. You know can't. what? Part of it seems like that dude's like, crap. Charlie's got somebody. Charlie's I, got an adult with because him. Because that dean was going to. was going to eat run, him. Alive. He's going to run over him. Going to run over him and crush him and make, and, and make a stinking. Uh, what do you call it? What do you call that? Example out of him. Make an example out of him. So. What a, he's such a piece of crap. So he asked Philip Seymour Hoffman what happened. And Seymour Hoffman hems and haws. I didn't have my glasses. I didn't have my contacts. And, but he gives names. His dad what? makes him give the names. Yeah. What a piece of garbage. Punk. Dude. He, and his buddies are just shaking their head out. And they're like, you just gave us up. But he gives me, like, he's like, best guess. <laughs> Ballpark. Ballpark. And then he turns, he's like, Charlie, or Mr. Sims, you don't wear glasses, do you? You don't wear contacts. He's like, uh, with your untrammeled sight, who did you see that night? And he turns it three times. He says no. Three times, man. He says no. Then he calls, what do you say to him? He goes, um, you are a con man, and you. You are a con artist, and you are a He first says, you know, I can't punish Havermeyer. Those three guys that did the prank. I can't punish George Willis. He's the only one among us, among everyone here, who's still worthy to be called a bared man. Unbelievable. The guy is hiding. He got And the reason he does that, though, is because his dad is a huge contributor. Dude, He's an alumni. Makes big, big uh, yeah. This crazy part where when Seymour Hoffman says, ask Charlie, the dad sits up and, like, straightens his coat, basically telling the dean. Senior or no junior? More. Senior. Senior sits up like, we're done. And the dean backs. It's crazy. That body language is so incredible. And he turns to Charlie, and when Pacino starts up, dude, it goes, it, it's unbelievable. He's like, he's a con man, and you are a liar. And he was getting ready to hit the gavel. And, and Pacino, but he's not a snitch. Dude, it's You're unbelievable. Like, he's like, excuse me? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> dude. <laughs> and there are. And it is on, dude. There are some gems. There's gems I've used my whole life. Yeah, dude. I was the man I was five years ago. I think I'll flamethrower to this place. Dude. dude. There are lines he says, dude, that he's I. He's like, this is not a barracks. <laughs> like, dude, dude. He's like. Too bad he, the dean starts backing down, though, because he's like, holy crap. 
This dude's a real you guys deal. Talk down to him. He's like, who do you think you're talking to? Dude, who the hell you think you're talking to? I'm like, dang. <laughs> but dude, that sequence, because it's not only Pacino's delivery, which is incredible. It's, I've seen boys younger than me, uh, arms torn off, legs ripped off. You're like, holy cow. But there's nothing like seeing an amputated soul. There's no prosthetic for that. You're like, holy <laughs> smokes, dude. You think he's in this fine movie at the Oregon, I tell you. With his tail between his legs? They're executing his soul. Like, he just throws down, man. Dude, and then he burns Char uh, George and his dad. Dude, he's there like. goes George over there. Big Daddy's pocket. You're going you're gonna to honor him. and You're, you're, you're going to reward George and punish Charlie. <laughs> How about when he calls out the three guys? Oh, well, F you too! <laughs> and they're like, holy crap! <laughs> they can't hide their heads. Dude, that, that it, it, the scene is an American, great American scene because the, the, the tension is so ratcheted. The whole movie's built to this moment. And you have Pacino against the entire establishment. It's him against the world there, dude. And he's for Charlie. And the thing is, though, he don't give a rip. He's given so much to his country. He's a lieutenant colonel, but what's dude. What's also happening is, is, is Pacino, the character, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, he's working through his own stuff. He says, my whole life, I've said to anyone, or he goes, my whole life, he said, he says, what? He goes, I've always, I've come to the decision of my life. I've come to the crossroads of my life. And every time, I've known the right path. Yes. I knew it was right, but I never forgot. You know why? Because it was too damn hard. That's, that, that line hurts me, dude. That line hurts me deep, dude. Oh, dude, the scene is incredible. It's one of the greatest American scenes. I could watch just that scene anytime, anytime, and I'd be. You watch the whole thing. I'll be inspired by it every single time. That's like the end. That's like the uh, end song on Last Mohicans, dude. Oh, watch it's, that every it's time. The dude. same kind of climactic builds, power. Yeah, like yeah, well, you know a movie's great when it builds. And you know that when it's like you finally get that release, you're like, holy And smoke. the thing is, because I have so much, I know the movie so well, I can watch that scene any time. It has that emotional punch every time. I've been through the journey. You can't show that scene to a newbie, though, until like, they got to earn the scene. Because if you don't have the characters, you don't have the relationship, the scene doesn't mean as much. Yeah, don't just YouTube court, uh, end scene. You got to no, watch the whole thing. You got to watch the whole movie. There's another thing he says Earlier, after the suicide, he goes, my whole life, I've stood to everybody who's ever come against me. I did it to make myself feel good. You do it because you mean it. And that's, that hurts me because for a while, I did it because I wanted to feel something about myself. Um, but, oh, dude, 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 dude. It's, whew, it's a, I mean, it, it, it's, it's super cheese, but I love it. When he, when he finishes his speech, they cheer. When they clear Charlie, the place stands up yeah. raucous, dude. That's awesome. I mean, I know it's super cheese, no it's way. It's cheese, McGee's, but it's amazing. Dude. I love it, dude. I mean, they think it's standing all for like three minutes solid, dude. Yeah. There's no, no Nothing can shut him up. Dude, um, so a great American scene. Helps the movie. Okay, does the movie stand the test of time? Yes. It's still watchable. I watched it last night, all two and a half hours. It's I was in, like, in all the way. edge of my seat watching it. So, because I'm a sucker for good dialogue, good <sighs> acting, good characters, good, good conversations, like well written, like jeez. Now, before we get into our raises, wrong is this right? How can you support the Red Room Theater? Let me tell you. Okay, go on to the iTunes Podcast Store and leave us a five star review. This puts our show out in front of more people. Our show 
we offer it free of charge. Like today, we're, we, we, we just bought these new um, pop, 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 poppers. Pop, 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 pop. I don't know how to be. These are, what do you call these things? They catch the peas. Uh, <laughs> they catch the plosives so they don't hit the mic and blow it up to help our voices sound a little better on the podcast. We spend money. We make this podcast every week, free every week. All we ask is to put a review out there so we can get in, in front of more people. Now, we have a new review for today. And this review is the I best review we've yet. ever gotten. So here we go. This review is entitled Laughter Produces Babies. That's the name of the review. Laughter That's the case. I said have 100 kids. <laughs> produces babies. It's, here's the review. Birth plans are dumb. We thought we wanted music in the delivery room, but instead we listened to two Mexicans crack up with the karate kid. Your podcast managed to relax a new mom and not annoy the crap out of her like I did. I look forward to every episode. Keep it up. And if Wes Anderson sneaks into an episode, you have me for life. Well, what's the Wes Anderson movie we're going to do? Because we got to do one. We're going to do a month of Wes Anderson, baby. Donkey! We're going to do all the first four, dude. Love Aquatic part of the first four? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll, good, do, that's my favorite. we'll do Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Aquatic. Darjeeling? And Darjeeling. Dang, Gina. What Ooh. month are we doing this? We'll figure it out. Okay. okay. But, um, dude. Too bad the music alone. Speaking of which, Sue George, the guy who the uh, the black French dude that sings all the Bowie yeah. songs acoustic, is coming to the Royal Oak Theater doing a whole Bowie tribute show. Well, before we get to that, listen to you. Your name is um, Pop Can Contro. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but to you, Pop Can Contro, listen. First of all, congratulations, having a new baby, dude. Congrats. You got a your dad. Way to go, dude. Also, want to say. Son. Send us on Facebook Messenger or on Twitter direct message. Send us your address, and we'll send you some swag, man. We'll hook you up. Thanks for the five-star review. Way to be awesome. That was, that was really cool. That's awesome. And, and dude, it was, we got to be in the delivery room. Let's play a crotty kid and baby's getting bored. That's I don't even know what you just said, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. ding, <laughs> ding. He's over here peddling corn nuts. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> Talking to all his parents, dude. Um, but, uh, so yeah, congratulations, dude. That's awesome. And thanks for the five-star review. So, raise this right. Simply, you got to have integrity. Charlie Sims is a good kid. And as Pino says in the, in the famous monologue, he won't sell anybody out to buy his future. Which his future could have been at the convenience store, dude. Dude, the thing is. is That's like, what you're ever going to see. Come again. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> like, dang. Like, the idea of not violating your own conscience is a big deal. Like, Charlie, they're going to do him wrong. They're going to betray him. They're going to be unjust to him. But he's not going to go against his own principles to win a fight. He's going to – and that's, that's integrity. Not violating your own conscience. And that is hard to do in this life because there are so many opportunities. People do it right on Facebook, dude. To cheat. Opportunities to just lie, make yourself seem better, tear it up. I mean, it's rat somebody out, rat somebody out, man. Throw someone under the bus to save your own skin. Yep. I mean, integrity is hard to come by. Someone who says something and actually stands by it, you get that very much anymore. That's mm-hmm. why we have to say things like, I swear to God, because no one believes what we say, so we got to say, I swear on my mother's grave and crap, dude, all kinds of nonsense. But that idea of having integrity, not violating your conscience is a big deal. And the thing is, sometimes everyone might tell you you're wrong. 
tell you one of these stories, dude. My father-in-law is a builder. And he built a, a house for this lady, and she wanted things. He told, listen, if you build it, it's going to look not look right. i got to do this and this. In order to get the code, i got to do these certain things. It's going to look ugly. She goes, I don't care. I want it done my way. He does it for her. She hates it. So I want it redone. I want to do it and make, make it the way you told me you would do initially. He goes, listen, you asked for it. We signed these contracts. It's done. She's like, I'm going to sue you. Do it right. So he goes, redoes the whole, all the, the trusses and roof, loses money on the job, and she sues him. She doesn't, like it. she doesn't like it still. What? I'm like, dude, sue her back, beat her, don't want to take advantage of you. He goes, listen. How long ago was this? This is years ago. He goes, listen, man, he's a, she's a sad old woman. She's just an angry person. He goes, I'm not going to. Why would he even take that job? He just didn't know when he first started. But he wouldn't sue because he didn't believe, he didn't believe in, in having to, like, we had to do in order to beat the win. The lawsuit would have been kind of shady. She still sued him? She sued the crap out of him, man. And, dude, I, I, it was hard to watch because he had his principles that he would follow, and I had to watch him live by him. It was tough, but, man, he has integrity. He says things to his daughters, and he lived by him, even when it was inconvenient for him. That is something. Um, I have to write that hit song, Alone in My Principles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Charles has that integrity, man, and it, it, it inspires me. It inspires me to do the right thing no matter what. Um, and you know what? I'm not saying I do this. I'm not saying I do this. I'm saying I want to do this. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm not just saying I like, do the right thing all the time. But you know what? Like Pacino, when I come to the crossroads, I know the right. I know the right, dude. I'm trying to be fitty-fitty. <laughs> um, dude, some people always say they make mistakes by accident. I don't make mistakes by accident. Heck no. When I, I'm stupid, I intend. You always know. I know. And sometimes I don't care. Like, there's times uh, as a husband, I get a call from the boys. You want to come out tonight? And I know. I know for a fact. I've not been with my wife enough. She misses me. She's been alone with the kids for the last, you know, days on her end. I know she wants, I need to be home, help the kids to bed. I need to be with her at the cuddle time. But you know what? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I just, I'll just go. I know what is needed. I know what is best. I know what I should Dang. do. And I'll bail anyway, dude. Well, it's not every day KK Keith's in town. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. But Charlie Sims is inspiring character, dude. He's a, he's a good kid, does the right thing, even if it means he's going to lose. Even, even if he's going to lose. Now, how does this movie raise us wrong? Now, I wrote some things down, Tony. I don't know what you want to go into. But I got some, this movie. You say yours, I'll say mine. Okay. This, this, one, this movie is huge in my life, Tony. Like, I'm telling you. I didn't realize how big it was in your life. For, here's, a, here's a silly one. These kids, their college, their high school experience, I based my, high, my college experience on their high school experience. I became a prankster. Yeah, but dude, you, oh, okay, in that, in that sense. I became a yeah. prankster, and not only that, I didn't prank most other students. I went against the system. You're crazy. Why do you think the stinking dean or whatever you call him still knows your no, name? No, I, I saw the. I went to the college. This this guy. It's been 15 years. He's had thousands of students. Th tens That's of thousands. Thousands a year, bro. Like he's and had I, hundreds. I saw him. I was with a a millionaire who's a big booster for the school. It was me and them. And yeah, you, you guys are both alumni. Both alumni. He sees me. Garzma. 
I was the Grand the Arsenal? Guards, I was with Grand he's Arsenal. a booster? Oh, he, he's, he's a stud, dude. So, so yeah, because he's worth like $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> So he doesn't know his name. How do you? And he knows my name. He goes, Ernesto. I'm like, holy cow. There was only one Ernesto at Moody, though, dude. <laughs> I remember when you were like, dude, I'll write your entrance paper. You got to come. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> No um, way! But I was like, we do pranks. Like we'd steal, we we stole all the pictures, all the paintings of all the presidents off the walls of the school. They're all in my closet in my dorm room. And the chapel one day they said, "And whoever stole all the paintings of the presidents, please return them." And I was like, "All I wanted you to, do is, all I wanted was you to admit in, in chapel, acknowledge you, acknowledge it, and I'll give it back." We we did pranks. And you put them back? Put them all back, dude. They didn't bust you? Nope. Jeez. Dude, we pulled pranks against the system because I, I don't know why this movie was so deep in me. I just wanted to fight against the man. Like, that prank against him was, I don't know how it got in there, but it got in there that we were supposed to fight against the powers that be. It's stu- we were stupid, dude. You know who else used to fight the system? The guy that bombed that FBI <laughs> building full. <laughs> Oklahoma City bomber, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, that's what, here's, here's one that raised me wrong big time. It's a throwaway line that changed my life forever. When he goes to his family's house, Pacino does. Actually, before I go to mine, do, do one of yours, and I'll go do my next one. How it raised you wrong? Oh, okay. Uh, raised, raised me wrong anyway. Well, didn't really raise me wrong, but it still kind of influenced um, you. I don't. I won't rat somebody out even if they suck and like they deserve. To be punished. You can't do it. So, and I just can't do it. This movie will make it seem so bad. It, it'll, it'll literally, ma- I won't sleep good. Like, I, I will be tossed and turned. Like, I, even, if, even if it means I'm going to lose a friendship or, or somebody's going to look bad upon me, I can't rat somebody out. Like, if I know somebody, like, ran around their old lady or I just can't. Man. It's not, I mean. That's tough, dude. You, just, you can't rat people out even if they deserve it. You just can't. And. I'm not going to say I know anybody like that. <laughs> Man, yeah, I just... But sometimes you, like, dude, sometimes you're supposed to. Like, in, when I was in college, we had a girl who was anorexic. And all her friends knew. They wouldn't tell because they wanted to break the, the friend code. And she fell over in, in, in the hallway one day, went to the hospital, and she, she sticking died. What? They couldn't... They, she, her body had begun to eat itself. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't stop it. They couldn't... They couldn't stop the process. Did you know the girl? It was it was far away from my circles. Holy smokes! My first 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 year of college, first semester. That's insane, dude. The friends didn't say nothing. Died, man. Holy crap! Thing is, what we 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 once did a um, what do you call it? An intervention, and we didn't want to do that. But we knew, listen, this is gonna kill this person we love. We gotta stand in the way and. and Remember what he did to us, though. I know we tried, though. We 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 had we had to risk our life with that person to fight against them for them. Just the smugness. I know, dude. I could have killed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I just use you guys for this ride. I'm like, dang, dude, we're sitting in front of the police station. But I'm saying, there's time you're supposed to tell them, and we won't because this movie made it seem so evil. We won't do it. Yeah, because it made you think like. If I do something rat. not a snitch. I got Pacino in the back of my head like, you snitch. Oh, dude, the voice is there. Yeah, it is. I don't want it. Whatever I am, I'm not going to be a snitch. But um, here's another way this movie raised me wrong, okay? There's a scene where he comes over to the family's house, 
and he says the name's right. He calls her Gloria, and her name's Gail. He goes, why can you never remember that name? He says, because it's not worth me remembering. And I, I don't know why I grabbed that line. He says that about the business. The business, though, not right. the woman. Not the, not woman. the woman. But does, to the woman, That's, too. There's the same thing to her. Yeah, but he doesn't say to her. But the principle's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to remember because I don't it should, it It's worth me remembering. So what I, in my life, I literally. You're a dog, dude. I, I literally. So my first semester, I have this RA who's awesome. I love the guy's name. I can't. I, I, He's awesome, dude. Let me say he's an awesome guy. And, what, you think uh, he's listening? I just, he's a bald-headed awesome dude. He's a missionary. I can't say. I don't want to, you know, because he's, like, yeah, so I don't want to look him up or anything like that. But this guy's the man, okay? And I loved him, and he left after a year. We got a new guy come in, and I, I, I didn't care. I didn't care who was coming in. wasn't my guy, so I don't care. I don't like you because the guy who left is better than you're ever going to be. And I literally never, never learned his name. I intentionally never called him by his name. And he'd always ask, why don't you learn my name? And I just... It was my way of showing him I didn't care about him or value him as a person. I've done that at least two times in my I've life. I've seen you do it, and I'm just like, man, you're a dick. <laughs> like, <dude. laughs> no, it's brutal, and I learned it from this stinking movie. I remember watching you do it, and then he's like, oh, actually, my name's so-and-so, and you're like, I know, dude. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there like, okay. <laughs> like, dang, you're supposed to be somebody, dude. Like... Dog, dude. dude. Lieutenant Frank, Lieutenant Colonel Frank said, taught me how to be a piece of crap jerk of a human being. Is what he taught me how to he be. He was great. He's a great jerk. Okay, honorable mention scene. The first time Charlie tries to grab his arm, and he pulls it away, and like, don't you ever effing grab me? Are you blind? Why you keep grabbing me? I grab you. It's like the big brother scene on The Judge. Yes. I'm the big brother. I hug you. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. He did it again at the airport. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That is. This movie had profound influences on my life in a lot of ways. And uh, really, it made me a meaner person. It made me a mean person and a prank artist, dude. It's what it did in my life. It and made it, you a con artist and a liar. Oh. And it made us both afraid to death of snitching. Even if it would help the person we're trying to. Not just the just help someone. Ah, there it is. So, help me help you. Now you can as we end this. Let me say this: you can follow us on Red Room. You follow us on Twitter at Red Room Theater, or on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Red Room Theater. You can follow us individually at Ernesto Lanese or at Chico Love Twenty Four. Now, Tony, what are we watching next week, brother? I didn't realize we were going to do this next week. It's next week, baby. I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be. It's, okay, leading up to the Godfather week. We're watching actors of the Godfather uh, and good movies. from the Godfather. Now, Robert Duvall has so many amazing roles. It's always a, a supporting actor. But what's the one, what's the one where he's a great supporting actor? What's that one called? The Apostle. That one's incredible. I love that film. But next week, we are doing a Robert Duvall Michael Douglas masterpiece. Everybody has thought about doing this before. Heck yes. Especially in traffic and construction. Oh my gosh. At a foreigner's party store. <laughs> We're doing Falling Down. What an intense movie this one is. And these movies are doing. We did Pacino this week, Duvall next week. We're marching towards. June 4th, because on June 4th, we're having our second Red Rum viewing party 
as we are going to the rave cinemas to watch The Godfather. I'm surprised you didn't make it on Father's Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Father's no. Day? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's in June, isn't it? I <laughs> think it's Father's Day. No, no, no. Father's Day is in July. Is, are you sure? I'm positive. I think. Okay, now. Holy let, smokes. It doesn't matter. We're doing it. June 4th at the like Rave. Moms anyway. We're going to The Godfather. We have an event on Facebook. Sign up. Jump in right there. You see what, what we're doing. Um, also, just so you know, not only are we doing The Godfather viewing party, we'll be premiering our shirts at The Godfather viewing party. If you want to order a shirt, you have like 24 hours from the, this podcast hitting. Um, it's going to be revealed then. So listen, if you want a shirt... Like, order. You, you order. have till Monday at midnight. Order. We need to sell some of these bad boys. Grab a shirt. We'll print it off. Bring it to the Godfather viewing party. If you're not there, we'll mail it to you, okay? It's going to be like uh, you just made the hockey team. We're giving you guys your jerseys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you made the team. So next week falling down and June 4th, this is going to be the Godfather is a big podcast for us. We might literally do a two-episode podcast. It's that yeah, big can. of a movie. We could, uh, realistically, we could have done two episodes on it. Heck yes, we could have. Too bad I'm almost done with the book, and I already like the movie better. It's it's. I will talk later. So, as always, I'm Ernesto, and I'm Antonio, and we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater.